This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. It's three o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet, pillowy dough. And get this. All of My Mochi's fabulous flavors like strawberry, mango, double chocolate, and cookies and cream are only around 80 calories per piece. Talk about a guilt-free, indulgent experience. Each box of My Mochi ice cream has six perfectly portioned, gluten-free mochis that are great for grab-and-go. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings or the midnight munchies. Yeah, you know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. At Amica Insurance... We know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going and the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica, we'll help protect it all. And the more you cover, the more you can save. Amica, empathy is our best policy. The CBS Evening News, after this short break. Today's CBS Evening News podcast is sponsored by Ancestry. Ancestry can help you discover your origins, build a family tree, and search historical records, giving you more ways to connect with your family. It can even spark some interesting new conversations around the dinner table. Visit Ancestry.com to learn more. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. Reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening to our viewers in the West. There is breaking news as we come on the air tonight. Iran has launched more than a dozen ballistic missiles at two locations in Iraq where U.S. troops are based. The Pentagon says the missiles were fired from Iranian territory in retaliation for the U.S. drone strike in Baghdad last week that killed Iran's top general. President Trump said today he was prepared to strike back if Iran retaliated, and we're told he is meeting with his top national security advisors at this hour inside the White House. Tonight, American B-52s are being moved closer to the region in a show of strength. Now, this all comes as the White House is defending its decision to kill Qasem Soleimani, saying he was just days away from attacking U.S. soldiers and diplomats. We've got our team of correspondents following this breaking news from Tehran, Baghdad, and the White House. But David Martin leads us off at the Pentagon. And David, what have we learned about these airstrikes and whether there are any casualties? Well, Nora, U.S. intelligence has been watching since this weekend as Iran brought its ballistic missile force to a higher state of alert. Yesterday, an official told CBS News an attack could come within 24 to 36 hours of the end of the official mourning period for Qasem Soleimani. And this evening, 
it happened. The attack was apparently caught on video by a passerby in Iran. The missiles, more than a dozen according to the Pentagon, were launched from Iranian territory at two bases, Al-Assad northwest of Baghdad and Erbil in northern Iraq, where U.S. troops are located. Both President Trump and Vice President Pence have visited al-Assad, which is one of the major bases used by the U.S. military in Iraq. The attack was announced on Iranian state television as revenge for the drone strike which killed Qasem Soleimani. Drones operate from al-Assad, so it is possible the ones which killed Soleimani were launched from there. Iran has the largest ballistic missile force in the Middle East. And over the past few days, U.S. intelligence has reported the missiles were being brought to a higher state of alert. I think we should expect that they will retaliate in some way, shape, or form, either uh, through their proxies, as they've been doing now for, for how many years, uh, or by, and or with, by, their, by their own hand. It is unclear how much warning the U.S. had that an actual launch was about to occur or how much time troops at the two bases had to take cover. There are no initial reports of casualties, but Pentagon officials are being tight-lipped in order not to give Iran any information about the success of its attack. As yet, the U.S. military has not retaliated, but it has warplanes at bases around the Persian Gulf and aboard an aircraft carrier at sea, as well as other ships armed with cruise missiles and B-52 long-range bombers on the island of Diego Garcia in the Indian Ocean. U.S. officials have warned repeatedly that an attack by Iran on American interests would draw a response. And this attack, launched directly from Iranian territory against bases where U.S. troops are located, almost certainly crosses a red line that is going to bring retaliation. Nora? And that is the nightmare scenario for many, David. If you talk about that response, the president say that Iran will suffer consequences if they harm Americans. What are some of the targets that the U.S. could hit? Well, <clears throat> the first uh, and most obvious target would be the uh, base from which these uh, ballistic missiles were launched in Iran. But um, the president has talked about a, a disproportionate response. So uh, I think a, a response is, is likely to go beyond simply a uh, tit-for-tat uh, strike back at the missile base that launched these and will probably go after targets that are valuable to the Iranian Islamic regime. This attack was launched by their Aerospace and Missile Command, and I would think that would be a very likely target for any retaliation. All right. More to come tonight, David, from the Pentagon. Thank you. We should note that one of the Iranian targets tonight is that al-Assad air base, and it houses about 1,500 U.S. and coalition forces. Let's bring Holly Williams in. She is following the breaking news in Baghdad tonight. And, Holly, tell us about the significance of these two bases inside Iraq that were targeted tonight. Well, Nora, put very simply, they are attractive targets for the Iranians. We've been on the base uh, up in Erbil on several occasions. Uh, it's very big, lots of American personnel, lots of American investment, and a lot of U.S. aircraft. Uh, remember that uh, U.S. troops here in Iraq, they number around 5,000, and they were already on high alert. Uh, and they had paused their operation several days ago against ISIS 
fearing some kind of revenge attack by Iran. All right, Holly Williams in Baghdad for us tonight. Holly, thank you. We should note it is a late night at the White House tonight. President Trump is in the Situation Room at this hour, meeting with his national security team. Weijia Zhang is at the White House. And Weijia, what do we expect from the president? Honora, we are anxiously awaiting to hear from President Trump, who himself has not said a thing about these attacks, as he meets with his national security team to decide their next move. But during a string of rare press conferences all day long today, they sent one very clear unified message that if Iran were to do anything, there would be a serious price to pay. President Trump is huddling with his national security team in the Situation Room as he decides how to respond to the Iranian rocket attacks. Both Secretary of State Pompeo and Defense Secretary Esper came to the White House this evening to consult with the president. Mr. Trump said he would retaliate if Iran struck back. If Iran does anything that they shouldn't be doing, they're going to be suffering the consequences, and very strongly. Tonight, Democrats on Capitol Hill were warning the crisis could escalate out of control. Where does this go from here? What is the next tit for tat? Just after the Iranian attack started, Vice President Mike Pence briefed Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi by phone. Pelosi then tweeted, we must ensure the safety of our service members, including ending needless provocations from the administration. America and the world cannot afford war. And as these tensions with Iran ramp up, CBS News has learned that the U.S. Secret Service has beefed up its presence here at the White House. Nora. All right. Weijia Zhang at the White House tonight. Thank you. Iran's supreme leader threatened to retaliate for those U.S. drone strikes, and this appears to be the follow-through. The country's Revolutionary Guard issuing a warning to the U.S. and our allies to not retaliate for tonight's missile attack. The Iranian operation tonight is apparently being called Martyr Soleimani. Elizabeth Palmer is in Tehran. And Liz, this attack came in the very early morning hours. That's right. Most Iranians don't know what's happened. Uh, you can probably see it's still pitch black here just after five in the morning. But the Revolutionary Guards posted a statement on television and on their websites claiming responsibility. Uh, they also posted video of what they say were the missiles outgoing. It's a missile, a ground-to-ground -ground missile, a staple in their arsenal with a range of about 300 miles. Uh, they also, as you mentioned, said that if the United States responds uh, to this attack, there will be uh, even more retaliation. In other words, they are making it clear uh, that there's a real threat of escalation. Nora. All right, Liz Palmer in Tehran tonight, and that's why so many are concerned tonight that there be a diplomatic channel that is open. It's somewhere tonight so that this situation could be de-escalated and not turn into a war. Now to this story we are covering. Puerto Rico is under a state of emergency tonight following its most powerful earthquake in more than 100 years. Magnitude 6.4. A wave of quakes has hit the island in recent weeks, and at least one person is dead. Millions are without power. David Begno is there tonight for us. And, David, I understand there has been a great deal of damage. 
there has Nora. We're on the scene in Guanaco, Puerto Rico, arguably the hardest hit area. That's the hardware store. And here's the eyeglass shop. Look, 95% of customers here in Puerto Rico are without power. That's nearly three and a half million Americans, a lot of whom are sleeping on the street or in their front yards because they feel safer there than in their own home. Puerto Rico is on edge tonight, bracing for more aftershocks. Maria Quinones Santiago was jolted awake this morning. She told us her home in Juanica is crushed. You know, I can eat it today. I know eating nothing. I know drinking nothing. Where will you sleep tonight? Right here. In the parking lot? Yeah, in the parking lot, okay. yes. Your home is not safe to go No. To? There have been over 900 tremors since December 28th according to Puerto Rico's seismic network. This famous natural wonder on the coast, Punta Ventana, was destroyed by yesterday's earthquake. Samantha Cortez told us what this morning's earthquake was like to live through. Well, basically, it was like a, a horrible noise. Basically, you hear like, I don't know, like something exploded. And then after that, just everything started shaking. I, between the shaking and the breaking of everything, I didn't know what was worse. The governor is urging people to remain calm, but prepare for more earthquakes. Do not risk yourselves. We can in some way replace property. What we cannot replace is your lives, those of your children and your families. That is the priority. As this couple was examining their apartment, there was more shaking. So they ran outside the building where it was safer. Residents in this nursing home were taken outside to the sidewalk over fears that the building could collapse. A representative of the mayor here in Guanaca told me a short time ago, our people need psychological help. They've been living with earthquakes for the last week, and they've been happening almost every hour. Nora, today the governor of Puerto Rico confirmed that the island does not have an earthquake preparedness plan. Mm. David, thank you. Here in Washington, D.C., we got a dusting of snow today. A few inches fell in the suburbs, and federal workers were sent home early. On the highways that roll through Virginia and West Virginia, there were multiple accidents and major backups. Philadelphia could get about two inches of snow tonight as the storm pushes north. A major break and chilling new details tonight in a murder mystery that has gripped a Connecticut neighborhood since last spring. Fotis Dulos and his ex-girlfriend were charged today in the murder of his estranged wife, Mola Lenghi, now on the trail of blood-stained evidence. 52-year-old Fotis Dulos can be seen here in custody for the murder of his estranged wife, Jennifer Dulos. Earlier, he was arrested at his Farmington, Connecticut home seven months after the disappearance of his wife. The mother of five went missing last May after dropping her kids off at school. Today, three people were arrested in her murder. Photos Doulos, who was charged with murder, felony murder, and kidnapping, with the court set bond of $6 million. His ex-girlfriend, Michelle Traconis, and Kent Mowany, his attorney, were charged with conspiracy to commit murder. According to Dulos's arrest warrant, police say they have surveillance video from Hartford, Connecticut, allegedly showing Fotis Dulos in a black pickup truck with Traconis disposing of items cut clothing and undergarments and other cleaning items found to be stained with Jennifer's blood. They also have additional surveillance video of Dulos getting a truck washed and detailed a few days later and evidence that Jennifer Dulos's DNA was found on the passenger seat. But her body was never found, nor was a murder weapon. Defense attorney Norm Pattis. We are confident about our case and we are confident about our odds. We said long ago, bring it on. They did. We're here. We're ready.
Michelle Traconis, seen here being transported to the detention center, remains key to the case. All three suspects, Dulos, Traconis, and Maloney, will be arraigned at Superior Court here in Stamford, Connecticut, tomorrow morning. Their attorneys insist they are innocent. Meanwhile, Jennifer Dulos' family released a statement saying while they are relieved that Fotis Dulos has been arrested, quote, nothing can bring Jennifer back. Nora? All right, Mola, thank you. Tonight, police in Milwaukee are looking for a suspect who opened fire on two kids who threw a snowball at that person's car. A 12-year-old girl and 13-year-old boy are recovering from gunshot wounds. Police are searching for the driver of a white Toyota. A dire health warning tonight for people who both vape and smoke regular cigarettes. Researchers at George Mason University in Virginia looked at 160,000 people and found those who vape and smoke are too times more likely to suffer a stroke than adults who only smoke cigarettes and nearly three times more likely than non-smokers. In case you didn't get your fill of sweets over the holidays, we have some good news. It's officially Girl Scout cookie season. This year, there's a new delight on the menu, Lemon Ups. And not only are they crispy and sweet, we hear, but they have motivational messages like, I am a leader and I am a go-getter, baked right in. Well, I'm a thin mint lover, but I do like that message. I'm a go-getter. So as a former Girl Scout, I'm looking forward to trying them. The scope of the Australian wildfires is staggering. We're talking about 20 million acres burned, more than double the damage caused by last year's fires in the Amazon. And the world has rallied in the most unimaginable ways to save homes and animals. Jamie Yukis reports tonight from Australia. These are the haunting images making the world take notice. Flames are being fueled by drought and record heat, devouring a continent acre by acre. First responders, no match for these out-of-control wildfires. They've already killed at least 25 people and destroyed some 2,000 homes. Apocalyptic destruction and a global reaction. The largest Facebook campaign ever has raised more than 30 million U.S. dollars for firefighters. I will be pledging $1 million. Last night, Elton John called the destruction biblical and heartbreaking. Actors and Australian natives Nicole Kidman, Chris Hemsworth and Margot Robbie have also donated millions. Others are offering their time. Veteran firefighters from California have flown to Australia to help fight the flames. You know, sign me up. I jumped at the opportunity. There's also an all-out effort to save Australia's animals. Whether it's giving a thirsty koala water or providing comfort to an injured kangaroo, these heart-wrenching scenes have tugged at emotions worldwide. An international group of knitters has enlisted help from several countries to make handmade pouches and mittens for burned animals. Residents here are thankful. Just the spirit of everyone banding together and helping each other. A global spirit to help save a continent. Jamie Yukis, CBS News, Eden, Australia. Imagine that, those handmade pouches and mittens for all of those animals. The world is taking notice. An update for you. Because of tonight's developments in the Middle East, Vice President Mike Pence had to postpone our exclusive interview. We will bring it to you tomorrow. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in Washington. Stay with CBS News for more details of this breaking news story. We'll see you back here tomorrow, and good night. 
It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning multi-platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds. But none of this was their idea. So whose idea was it? Enter German music producer Frank Farian. He saw the success of acts like Michael Jackson and Prince, and he wanted in, no matter the cost. So he devised the perfect pop heist. Two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? They couldn't sing. But Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's greatest controversies and takes a never-before-heard look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when the truth came out, Rob and Fab were the only ones who got burned. Looking back now, it's hard not to wonder, why did everyone blame them and not the man pulling the strings? Follow Blame It on the Fame, Millie Vanilli, on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. And how long have you been the, the producer of this? We've been doing this for two years now. Okay. And and what is it like to attempt to uh, get feedback from me about the podcast? Be honest about how quickly I respond to emails. You actually respond to emails surprisingly fast. Really? I, I think you might be the only person I respond to. <laughs> <laughs> I respond to quickly. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. I expected I expected you to lay into me. Well, this was over the strike period. Oh, I had time. Yeah. See, that, that, does, that doesn't count. <laughs> Sure, I responded to everything because responding to you, putting reruns up on the podcast was like a form of employment. Yeah. I felt like I had something to get up for every yeah. day. So thank you for that. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> 